Welcome to this week's edition of From the Skybox, the Sports Guys Take on Challenger Football. I'm Jim McCoy, the play-by-play announcer for Challenger Sports. You hear me weekly as we present Cascade Christian Sports on the Table Rock Sports Network. Today, my guest is Ryan Sample. Ryan, you have a unique perspective. You played back in the early days of the program, and then your sons, Cade and Brody, are both recent challengers who were key players on championship winning teams. That's right, Jim. <laughs> I mean, that's that that that's crazy. What I wonder, did you ever did 17-year-old Ryan ever conceive that one day the program would be competing for state championships, let alone not one, but two sons got to play on championship teams. Oh, there's no way if you would have gone back to 17 year old ryan and told him that um he wouldn't have believed you for sure that um we just started the program yeah you know and did you play on the first team i did i was a freshman on okay. the very first eight man what was that like <laughs> uh it was quite an experience we you know all we knew of our coach coach mauer was that he had played professional football and well, i imagine that kind of <laughs> earns you some uh street cred right off the bat absolutely um but still somehow we thought we knew all there was to know about football anyway <laughs> but <laughs> um quickly we learned that was not the case um and coach mauer became uh, really one of the most influential people in my entire life and uh so that, that's how that started in 1991, fall of 91, when we started that uh, football program. And we were at the – using the, the grass area of those Little League fields over uh, off of Barnett. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember if that's National or American Little League. I can never remember which one's which. But, um, yeah, we were just using a little grassy area of the outfield there to learn the game of football. Well, what's crazy, and I can remember the days of you guys, of course, playing your games out of the Dom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, I think about the size of the Challenger staff now. <laughs> and I think, you know, I can remember the days of Andy walking along with the putting down the chalk lines. Oh, yeah. And water in the field and putting up the scoreboard and putting out the bleachers. And he and his brother, Dick, uh, mm-hmm. they were the two that ran the program and uh and along with uh coach holcomb he was also yeah. a friend of theirs who had helped us during that time as well but yeah oh there was three goodness. of them when we started oh my goodness well yep. you know and thinking back because i thought about that you know just as uh I lined you up for a guest that you know we've had two generations of cascade athletes in different sports along the way yeah whether it be Brian Morris and his boys, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, Russell Brown played some basketball, Jordan Brown played some basketball. Yeah. My son and I played soccer. I was a, Terry Rail was my soccer coach my <laughs> senior year. To show you how far things have come That's back when there was a, a small army of people, you know, of yeah. Christian schools in the Valley and to see where it's all gone. But I got with football, it's like, okay, there's you with your boys. Yeah. There's Marty with Peyton, yep. and I'm thinking, has there been anybody else, a second generation? Yeah. In fact, when we first moved back from Idaho, we, we were in Idaho for a while and moved back. Cade's, uh, it was his sophomore year that he started yeah. football here at Cascade. And immediately, uh, he joined the team with Logan Flinner, who's oh, father yeah, that's Darby, right. played on that team with me. Okay. And Dylan Jackson, whose dad, Travis, was the quarterback of the very first oh, Challenger. He was a senior goodness. that year oh. <laughs> of that first Challenger football team. So, 
he was our our quarterback, our leader, and that was one of the the really cool things about moving back was my boys automatically were playing with a couple of my uh, old teammates from back in the day, second generation. Oh, that's challengers. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Not many of them, but I I'm sure growing in, yeah. in number over over the years. Right. Well, now last season Brody was the leading receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. In fact, he scored. The, I'll never forget. To me, the precursor of the whole season was Ashton, because we wondered, is Ashton yeah. ready for this? Right. He throws that little out pass to Brody. It's like, you know what? And in the back of my mind, while I'm doing the sequence, and we're barely set up. Yeah, because the game got bumped up because yeah. of the, the lights. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, he's going to score. <laughs> First play of the season. There we go. And yeah. this went to see. So what's he doing now? Brody is, uh, he actually is on his way right now. He should be arriving in Phoenix, Arizona, momentarily, he uh, rode down with his buddy Sam Martin, uh, mm-hmm. another former Challenger football. Right. Um, and then Alicia and I are going to fly down Sunday and meet up with him and move him into Grand Canyon University uh, Monday afternoon. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was so cool for him, you know. Thinking back to his injury in the St. Mary's game, yeah. what was it? That's his junior year? Yeah. And sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yep. And, you know, just overcoming all that to be able to cap off yep. a high school career. Because, you know, I wonder if sometimes if – I hope our guys never take that for granted. Right. That what's been, kind of become habit-forming here at Cascade Christian, I think about guys that have been coaching forever, like, say, Bill Singler. Yeah. You know, he has a good program over at South yeah. Bedford. But how many state titles do they have? Right. None. None. You know, and it's a good program. Yep. You know, so, but over here, you know, um, it just seems like it, it just keeps on rolling. You know, that's not taking it for granted is a, a good thing to bring up because when we, f- the first year we were back, Cade was a sophomore uh, and he's my oldest. Brody was still, uh, at that time, he was a seventh grader. Mm-hmm. So that was 2017 when we won the title with Hayden Sean and Ben Dunn and mm-hmm. Christian Flores, Alatori, those those guys. And so our first year back, we win the title. And yeah. it's like, well, we're going to do this every year. This is this is what we do. <laughs> and And even with arguably one of the most successful programs in the state of Oregon at any classification, uh, it took – this many years before we would get the next official title. We made it back to the title game the next year, mm-hmm. Cade's junior year. Right. But we ran into that Rainier team with those big fellas up front and, and we yeah. couldn't win the title. Uh and then and then it was that many years again until we got back to the championship game and were able to seal the deal. Well you mentioned Cody and it's interesting because I think about Brody. Brody, you know, yeah. is kind of more about your stature, yeah. you know, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a little scat back speedster type. Yeah. You know. And and then but Cade yeah. gave you all kind of a, he was this long, lean <laughs> target and everything. Yep. And I'll never forget some of the plays from and I wanna say, was it a Saint Mary's game where he went and broke off for a long touchdown or something and and uh, he got the chance even though yeah. in the middle of high school to, to be a big part of that championship that team. Sutherland game, it was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, his junior year, he did mm-hmm. have uh, – he had a long touchdown against St. Mary's. We always remember the touchdowns against St. Mary's. I mean, you of know. course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had, he had won his junior year there, but then his senior year, the, the game that I remember is two things. First of all, what made Brody's uh, score on the first play of the season even more special to, to us was actually Cade's senior year. The okay. very first offensive play at USL, which is now Lithia Fields, uh-huh. was a screen pass from Keegan 
against Phoenix, very first okay. play of the season, and he took it 74 yards for a touchdown. And then Brody's senior year, uh-huh. he takes that screen pass. It was like 50 <laughs> yards, this one, but the very first play of the season. So there's kind of a cool yeah. uh, symmetry to that, um, seeing both my boys be able to do that. That's just amazing. Yeah. Now, what many people don't know is you're a pastor at Mountain Church yep. here in Medford. I have to imagine that you see working with the Challenger football mm. program, and it sounds like your role is kind of changing a little bit with everything, but you see that as an extension of your ministry. Absolutely. In fact, the the main reason why I have continued to, to coach and be a part of the program is because of the opportunity uh, for for ministry, not only being able to be around young people and young men in the process of their spiritual formation and their understanding of life and the game of football, and uh, but also for me, it's it's life giving for me as well mm-hmm. to be around the the group of men that Coach Getman has. Um, established around him for that coaching staff are really a stellar group of guys that bring a lot of maturity and um, it's just I'm a better person when I'm with those guys they're they're good men and they care about the kids they care about the school they want these guys to grow into young men that love the Lord and so I want to be around that you're right yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing that's amazing is, I mean, we're no, when you think about, you know, Andy was here for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, John has been head coach for 13. Yeah. And, you know, you think about all the guys. There hasn't been a ton of movement on the staff over the These aren't yeah. ladder climbers. This isn't a nope. stop up on the way to somewhere else. But that that these guys truly, it's it's a love for something. It's football and beyond. Yeah. That's actually, you know, we get that question that you brought up at the very beginning. There's so many coaches on the staff. And every once in a while, someone will make that comment, you know, mm-hmm. going through the line at, after a game in the post-game handshake. Mm-hmm. And they'll be, Man, your coaching staff never ends. <laughs> and people will ask Coach, I've heard him answer before, why do you have so many coaches? And he will always say, um, why would I not want to have good men around these young men? So yeah. the more men I can bring around them that will be encouraging to them and help them to grow, the the better. And that's why guys come onto the staff and why they also stick around for the most part. You know, there's things in life that change, sure. obviously. So every once in a while there's a year where a couple guys won't be there. Uh, this year, uh, Coach First is not on staff anymore, and he's been a main fixture of the program for a long time. But um, but but he's been, a you know, football has been a part of his life for probably 25 plus years you know Mm -hmm. so at some point um, it's good to take a break and and to step back a little bit but for the most part yeah guys stick around and want to be a part of the program absolutely well i know in recent years you've served as jv coach along with andy scaglioni at your side what's your role like what's your what's your role like this year uh yeah this year um actually i'm taking a little bit of a step back from the day-to-day um, stuff and, and more involved with some behind-the-scenes operational stuff, trying to help Coach Getman as much as possible with mm-hmm. some of the details that maybe uh, would free him up to enjoy the the football aspect of it a little more. Gotcha. Um, so I'm not at practice every day, but I'm in communication with the team every day, and I'm organizing gear and um, essential equipment and stuff. And then game days, I'll be there. Uh, try to make it to as many of the JV games as possible too because I love watching young athletes start out in that you know ninth grade phase where they're just figuring out how their the skills and their 
bodies can work in connection mm-hmm. to the game and uh, and then seeing how they grow is it's, I love that process so I'll be involved as much as I possibly can mm-hmm. um, but yeah taking a little bit of a step back from the day-to-day position coaching or uh, you know being uh, overseeing anything other than uh, the background stuff so gotcha yeah. well now this year I understand there are what 33 players uh, 35 uh, yeah there? I think we're at uh, 36 now. Okay. Yeah. Well, now, and that, of course, includes guys who are going to be JV and yep. varsity. Exactly. Now, the numbers ebb and flow over over time. I know, for example, this year it, we seem to have an unusually high number of male cross-country runners. Okay, yeah. You know, after yeah. a two-year sabbatical, we've got a boys' soccer program going again. Awesome. With Rod Hussein and, yep. and stuff like that. But it just kind of ebbs and flows. I can remember one year, what was it? It would have been... Johnny's freshman year, what about that 2017 championship team? Yeah. There were like 50 kids yeah, or more we did. on the we team. Had, we had 50 on that roster. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Well, I would have to imagine a JV coach in a year like this has to really hold on loosely to his personnel, <laughs> knowing that a more fully developed player might have his quarters managed carefully so he's yes. available for varsity if, if needed. How do you guys guys work that? Because, you know, I always know it always seems like we're always yeah. loaded at our perimeter positions. Right. But, you know, and once again, this is going to be one of those days where the development of of line guys uh, comes into play and yep. stuff like that. How do you guys manage that without tearing your hair out? <laughs> well, yeah, Andy and I have had many a conversation over the years. Uh, in fact, a few years ago, well, I guess it was two years ago, um, Cam Ragu's Ragu, yeah. freshman year, we had him for one game for JV, and we immediately were like, yeah, he's, he's no longer playing for us. Uh, <laughs> and he never did again. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a story that Mark tells me that Paul Shea passed along to one way back when Marty was playing basketball. Yeah. And I think Marty played a <laughs> JV game for Paul. Yeah. And then uh, I think Paul was having a conversation uh, with Marty after the game, talking about quarter management and everything else. He says, Coach, I think I'm – I think I'm done here. <laughs> and he wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, he called his own shot. I like that. Yeah. That sounds like Marty. <laughs> so I, I got to imagine it's kind of fun. And I suppose with that, in your t- time as a coach, is there a player who stands out in your mind as maybe somebody who was really raw, hmm. inexperienced, maybe even thought it's like, I really don't know whether football's a fit for him. <laughs> but then by the time he graduated out, he was a stud. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the one thing I love about our program. I, I mentioned it briefly to you before, but every single year there are kids who contribute to the program as a senior, whether starting or logging very important minutes throughout the season that their junior year played mostly JV. Mm-hmm. And for a junior to play JV, sometimes we have to do that with our program because of the numbers. So we'll right. have a couple of juniors that will get some, you know, they'll play two quarters or, or or whatever they have that they can play a little bit of varsity too, but they really aren't getting much playing time on the varsity mm-hmm. team. But I tell the juniors every year, do not stop working or do not quit the sport. If you love it, keep playing because every single year, whether it's a guy like uh, that championship game, uh, team in 2017, Josiah Sills, where mm-hmm. he did not play his junior year varsity minutes like some special team stuff but he became the starting middle linebacker for that championship team mm-hmm. who made the winning catch for the reception to seal the deal uh, Sandy M was driving mm-hmm. and a touchdown would have 
one in the game with less than a minute to go. And they were in our territory driving, and the ball bounced in the air off Christian's helmet, uh, mm-hmm. Alatori, and Josiah <laughs> intercepts it. And he's oh got you know the game-winning interception, having not played uh, varsity minutes the year before. Every year we've had guys that as a – Freshman, sophomore, junior, you think, ah, you know, stick with it, but right now you're not ready. And then yeah. by the time they're a senior, they end up having major contributing. Um, Wyatt Lewis, uh, yeah. the year that we played Rainier, he, had, he had, in fact had not played football until he took a break from football a couple of years. And then as a junior, played some JV. And then as a senior, was a starter and played on mm-hmm. that team both ways. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's multiple guys that you can say year after year um, – they stick with it and they become important pieces to the team by the senior year. It's really amazing. Well, now what's uh, what's your sense of this year's team? Brody was mm-hmm. a part of a core of outstanding players who graduated, but yep. you know, as it is, almost that whole line is is up at George Fox <laughs> now. And then, <clears throat> of course, you know, Brody has graduated. Yeah. We've had some guy, a couple guys, transfer out. You know, yep. with. Uh, uh, Drew Hall yep. in Arizona now, yep. and Cam is over at South South Medford. Um, at the same time, as Chris Henry wrote in his preview of, of the Cascade Christian team for this year, the cupboard's not bare. No. And so what's kind of your feeling? I, because I, it's like you say, I think there can be that temptation to think, well, we're just going to go out and win a championship every year. Right. It's like, well, there are about 35 other teams who might have something to say <laughs> about that. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you go from being the hunter to the hunted once you've won one. And yeah. also, I think being a private school, there's a little bit of that undercurrent, given the fact there's a lot of private schools in yep. 3A and some of the publics, well, we kind of know what the perception is right there. But <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as far as what's your sense of this year's team? Because in some ways, it, there's some things about this team that are pretty yeah. unique. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. I think it's it's interesting. Every year, you know, on paper, you could you could look at matchups and you could look at your schedule and you could look at who's coming back and, and you could look at returning, you know, players in the state and see who's strong, you know, or who is a question mark. And you could try to map out stuff, but you can't predict, you know, accurately every year. And in fact, you know, some of the years you think this team is really poised to step up and go far and they will struggle to advance, you know, past the first round of the playoffs. And then there will be teams where you will go, I think the – the year after the 2017 championship. So, you know, Logan Flinner and Luke Smith and John Fralick and Ian that year, um, mm-hmm. Cade's junior year, that team, we were like, we don't know what this team's going to be like at all. We have mm-hmm. no idea. And they just went and all the way to the championship game. And, and then, you know, and, and then in that game, it was a, it was a tough game. But so, so this year, what I see from these guys is there are plenty of our skill position guys that, if not for that really stellar senior class last year, they would have been starting on on a, on, on the team. And, well, yeah. And they still got minutes. We spread the ball around. 22 different players scored a touchdown last year. That's great, <laughs> including the lineman. <laughs> yeah, including the lineman. That, that's an incredible statistic for, for that many uh, people to have scored a touchdown. So, so a lot of those guys are, you know, they've they've already got the taste of what that's like. They want mm-hmm. a little bit more. But I think what it comes down to is, um, th- these guys are going to have to work hard every day. They're mm-hmm. going to have to put in the time that is asked of them, and then go beyond that. And to the degree that they do that, and the 
degree that we stay healthy, then we've got a chance to to go into the playoffs and, and make a good uh, showing and, and play well. But if they think that it's going to be easy because we did it last year and they know what to do, and you know, then then we won't do as well. So Coach Getman's pretty good about setting that feeling that sense within the team and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, increasing his volume when necessary if uh, <laughs> yeah. if if he senses that they are a little entitled or if they're not working hard enough. So uh, I'm excited. There's a lot of skill guys returning that did get mm-hmm. minutes last year. Ashton, having played the first five games of the season what at a blessing quarterback, that was. it really turned out to be a blessing because we know what he can do. He knows what he can do. And yeah. having Derek there as well as an, as a – just a phenomenal athlete um and the guys the team is this is what i've seen as most important over the years is these guys like each other yeah um they're friends they respect each other and for the most part there's a lot of uh, really healthy camaraderie and relationships and to me that's been what's most important as i've looked at the last you know seven to eight years that i've been involved with the program is these guys are respectful towards each other and the coaches they're listening and if they do that continue to do that we'll be all right well, I'm thinking about the stone cold new guy, Thomas Greer. Yeah, mm. I work with his mom, <laughs> and so and he's around campus quite a bit. And that's yeah. one of the things that I'm here. You always wonder what's going to be like for the new guy. Yeah, you know, playing on the line where it seems like the only time you get much <laughs> attention is when you do something wrong. Right. And and yet the one of the the one of the observations that has come out of his first taste of playing football at Cascade is that he says everybody's really encouraging, everybody's mm. cheering each other on. Mm. On. Everybody's, you know, there's that that sense, that camaraderie, and goodness yeah. knows, hey, you've seen it, I've seen, it, I've seen teams where that chemistry is not there, and mm-hmm. and it makes it rough. So when you got guys that, uh, you know, they've got each other's backs, and yep. and of course, again, I always think of line guys. It's like it's really like they're this amorphous <laughs> blob. It's like it's it's you know five personalities, yeah. but one unit you know <laughs> yeah. and uh it, it's kind of interesting to watch that but i think yeah. it backs up your point yeah and i think it would be uh it would be remiss if we didn't point out that 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 starts with coach getman like yeah that to me that is from the top down that is what he teaches that we should respect one another we work for one another we work for the glory of god and not for our own name in the paper yeah and and, and he instills that idea of humility and not only teaches it but lives it and, yes, you know he—he's the guy who he does not want to be um, recognized no. for you know these things that that others would say you know put my name in the paper and he—he shies away from it. He doesn't want that recognition. Yeah. Um, except when he does, he'll give glory to God. Yes. And, um, so yes. That, that's a, I think from the top down is the reason that, that that culture of the football team continues to be that way. And there are again every year is different and yeah. every class is different. So. Um, it's still up to the kids and to to buy into that, to believe yeah. that, and then to operate in a way that's that's um, healthy for the whole. So, well, it's interesting. Uh, I can see now. Now I'm now I'm getting old, but I see <laughs> now where guys whose games I used to broadcast are now on the coaching staff. I see uh, <laughs> Chase Wagers working with yeah. the team. I see Logan Flenner yeah. and Hayden Sean. Yeah. How cool is it that, that you got guys that played here and they come back to help mm-hmm. out the program later on? And once again, I know sometimes in some cases a kid leaves a high school and it's like, 
you know, they never look back. Yeah. It, but to have a situation, and I, I, I know Brian has experienced that over the years with the uh, boys' basketball program. Rob is starting to get some old players coming back to help him out with the with the volleyball team and stuff. But yeah. now we see now some of these guys that have some great experiences and things to, to share that are now a part of the program. Yeah, it's invaluable, and it, it helps a little bit because whether we like it or not, uh, we're – the coaches we're getting a little older which <laughs> means uh the bridge between us and those uh those high school kids continues to grow um and, and that's what the guys like hayden and uh and logan and chase are going to bring it and i remember when i first moved back it was daniel scotto and he mm-hmm. was before he moved away to texas he was a big part of the program as that younger guy who had been a part of the program who had um, bought into the to the culture and bought into the system and what was being taught and he was able to connect on a even greater level just because of his proximity of age mm-hmm. um, and um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works with Hayden and Logan and and Chase not to mention I mean you know Hayden as the quarterbacks coach right now like why would you not listen to to Hayden <laughs> well and, and, and then to know who where he started yeah you know yes to, to think that as a freshman right. you know he's backing up Alec first mm-hmm. and Alec goes out and breaks his collarbone against Burns and it's like right well Hayden because I, I can remember Hayden playing in the JV game against uh Henley okay and Henley just had this huge team at the time and and, and poor Hayden's running for his life you know <laughs> And he's he just all over the place. Now he's got to go, you know, uh, quarterback the varsity. Yeah. And he gets that experience. And he has some ups and he has some downs and he gets through it. And then it kind of paves the way for him to have, you know, after that three full seasons as a as a starter with that yeah. experience. And he can say, hey, here's who I was. Here's where I started. Yeah. And here's where I ended up. And all of that was the work that happened. Yeah. In between. Yeah. That, 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 that. Success is not an accident. No, not at all. And I think, to me, that's one of the the uh, positive elements of having a guy like Hayden on the connected to the program is that he put in the work. And these guys are uh, they're young enough that some of these kids knew who Hayden was before they saw him show up as a coach. Uh, some of them knew who Logan was before he walked on as an assistant offensive line coach uh, because they've seen him around and they respect him, and, and now they're actually being taught the game by them. So, yeah, it's all part of that Challenger football family. Yeah, it really is something else. And it, to me, it, it never gets old because, I, I mean, some of the stuff, you know, well, the faces change from year to year. Each team has its personality, its character, and and you see, you know, to me, I think the the most fun thing about broadcasting is the stories you get to tell, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, hey, I know you're juggling, juggling a lot, and to that end, I thank you for visiting us this afternoon. Well, I appreciate it, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. We look forward to seeing you at the field, ladies and gentlemen. That's Ryan Sample. He played for the Challengers. He coached the Challengers. He had sons on the Challengers, and uh, after all these years, still helping out with the program. We thank you for joining us. We invite you to uh, come back around next week. We'll visit with Challengers line coach Mike Sean.